Do you feel stuck and unmotivated? Want to create your dream life but don't know where to begin? If you're interested in improving your relationships, communication skills, or feeling more comfortable in your skin, I can help. Together we can determine what's holding you back from living your best life and help to quiet that negative Nancy residing in your head. If you've been interested in working with a coach who is optimistic and authentic and empowers you to be as well, then schedule your free 30-minute chemistry session today by going to empoweredauthenticity.net. Again, that's empoweredauthenticity.net. Hello, lovely people, and welcome to another episode of Empowered Authenticity, the podcast. I'm your host, Kelly Chopa. I don't think that I even need to tell you how excited I am for today's episode, because I'm excited every week. I have loved all of these interviews that I've been able to do, and I'm still feeling so grateful, and I hope that feeling never goes away. I don't think it will. I don't think it can. Maybe it can. I don't know. Anyways, I'm going to ride the high um, for right now because ooh, this episode uh, is when I started to realize how sensitive I've become, and I don't necessarily think it's a bad thing. Um, you know, I think sensitive has kind of been used as a, a way to describe a negative trait about somebody. And I don't think that's the case at all. Um, for me, most of my sensitivity does come from a place of gratitude and a place of empathy. And, you know, I, I think that being sensitive requires a fair amount of vulnerability and bravery. And uh, so I'm, I'm working on embracing that part of myself. So yeah, this is another absolutely fucking amazing conversation. And we talk a lot about body diversity and celebrating the body that you're in and learning to at least accept it. You know, I think self-love and, and body love can be really challenging for a lot of people because we are really taught to be hard on ourselves and to hate our bodies, especially if they are not um, what society deems to be, you know, the ideal. I hope that through these conversations that we're having and with all the different um, influencers that we now have on social media and even in Hollywood, you know, we're starting to see more people of all kinds of gender expressions, all kinds of sexualities, all kinds of ethnicities and colors and and body diversity. You know, it's not where it needs to be yet, but I do want to praise the progress that's being made. And so I hope that you can at least find acceptance with your body. And, you know, I'll talk about this in an interview coming up. Um, you know, you don't always have to love your body. I have days where I don't love my body, where I am so angry at the fact that I've gained weight. And I'm somebody who follows health at every size. I know that my weight does not determine my worth. My weight does not determine my health. And yet I still have days where I don't like my hips. I don't like my belly. I don't like the way something jiggles. And then I have other days where I feel like fucking Wonder Woman, like I am unstoppable. And it's okay to feel both of those things. 
And sometimes I feel both of those things in the same day. It's okay. It is okay. You do not have to love your body every day. What's most important is that you respect the body that you have. And so when I'm having a bad body day, I look down at my legs and I express gratitude that I am able to walk and dance. And if I wanted to, I could run. I don't want to, but if I wanted to, I could. Um, You know, I look at my arms and my fingers and I am grateful to be able to grip things and to lift things. I'm grateful to be able to pet my cats and to feel their soft fur. I'm grateful to be able to brush my hair. These are all things that, you know, are small and we take for granted. And they're things that I'm grateful for. And when we're having a bad self-image day, or even a challenging self-image day might be a better way to put it, it can be helpful to recognize that your body may not look the way you want it to. It may not look the way that you think it's supposed to look. And it's okay to have those thoughts. But if possible, try to look at what your body does for you. And I really encourage you, if you have not read Lindo Bacon's Health at Every Size, please do. I believe I have it linked in my um, my website under recommendations uh, and, and reads. Uh, but I'm going to go ahead and link to it in this episode as well because it is so thought-provoking and it's really changed um, my perspective. You know, I'm I, my degree is in dietetics, and so I was taught about BMIs and about weight and, and you know, eating for weight loss and weight management, and uh, let me tell you, it's, <laughs> it's all a bunch of bullshit, um, and I'm working on um, different programs that can help others to become more comfortable with their body and with their relationship with food. Um, So definitely look out for that. That will be coming soon. All that to say, I'm super grateful to have had this conversation. Uh, My guest today is a a woman small business owner. We love that. And she is a boudoir photographer. And she is so delightful. She is incredible. And so I hope that... um, If you are somebody who has been interested in boudoir, um, if you have been working on your relationship with your body and your self-image, I hope that this will give you the nudge that you need to take that next step. Whether that's booking a a boudoir shoot or practicing self-love in another way. Um, But if you are interested, I highly, highly encourage working with this wonderful person. Um, I want to. I really want to work with her. You know, I'm currently living that uh, entrepreneur life where (laughs) I don't have a lot of money. But someday, someday I am going to. And I, she's going to be the first person I call. Um, She's so respectful and so personable. And she's, you know, a fierce warrior for for self-love and body diversity and celebrating the body that you have. Um, So please, 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 please give the 
biggest, warmest, most wonderful welcome to today's guest, Alicia Schmidt, owner of Buxom Boudoir. Welcome, Alicia. I'm so happy to have you on the podcast today. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. So um, I have been following your Instagram accounts for a while. Um, obviously, I love sexy shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I, I love boudoir photography. So if you could, please tell us a little bit about the work that you do. Sure. So I am a boudoir photographer. I'm based out of a city in Wisconsin called Port Washington, which is a little bit north of Milwaukee. And I take intimate portraits um, that help people celebrate their bodies. So typically my clients are in lingerie or they're nude. Um, and the goal is to get them in a place where they feel a little bit better about their body. That's my goal through my work and the space that I have set up is very joyful, celebratory, hopefully non-intimidating. Um, and yeah, I just hang out with my clients for a couple of hours. And I, I like to tell people it's like two friends hanging out. One of us just happens to be naked and we kind of go from there. And it's it's wonderful. It's a it's a completely different kind of genre of photography, um, but I love it. Yeah, I love that description that you just gave. I think that's really awesome. You know, I think a lot of times when people first hear about boudoir photography, they think it's really you know all about the sex appeal, mm -hmm. and you know it is it is sexy, um, but it's also about that relationship with your own body and showcasing the the beautiful bodies that we all that we all have um so i love that yes exactly i mean even when i started i've been doing this for almost five years now and when i first started shooting i was very much in that other mindset of like the goal is to take sexy pictures for your partner mm -hmm. that's why we do this it's it's a great gift and my mind shift has completely changed since then um this is definitely all about the individual now and feeling whatever it is you need to feel, whether that is feeling more sexy or just comfortable in your body or stepping outside your comfort zone by wearing something you've never worn before, or you just wanna feel more feminine. Maybe you wanna feel more masculine. There's, there's a lot of things people are working through when they come in for a boudoir shoot and that has been very exciting to learn. Yeah, I'm sure. So I'm curious, how did you how did you get started in boudoir photography? That's a good question. So I have actually I was worked as a hair and makeup artist for a long time. Um, so I was doing makeup for all sorts of photo shoots. And that's when I first learned what boudoir was because I was working with some photographers who shot that genre. And I was like, this is really cool. I really dig this. And then I moved away from where I had been working. Um, I came to port and I wanted to book my own boudoir session and I couldn't find anything really in my county that like specialized in boudoir. So kind of naively, I just thought, well, I could do this, right? I, I could do this, how hard could it be? Well, it's hard <laughs> in the best way, but yeah, I would say I started just kind of out of a naivety and I thought, well, the women around here deserve to feel good about themselves and at the time, you know, deserve to feel sexy and give something to a partner. And that's where it all started. I was getting married at the time. I was starting this studio and 
uh, it just kind of slowly built up to something bigger and bigger and bigger. And now this is what I'm doing full time, which I never would have thought five years ago. So it was born out of complete ignorance and naivety. <laughs> That's honestly the best place to start anything. Um, you know, Neil Gaiman in his uh, famous make good art speech, he he says, you know, if you don't know the rules, then you don't know you're breaking them. Um Yes, this is very true. Um, like, for example, you know, a lot of business stuff that I just didn't know and all of that good stuff. You know, the state of Wisconsin got extra tax money for me because I didn't know I had to do that. <laughs> Fun things like that that you learn as you go. But yeah, I, that's what I, I started. And then my like self-love journey was kind of kicking off at the exact same time. And that's as I started to learn more about myself and how I needed to better the relationship with myself, that's when I was starting to take elements and put them into my business and be like, oh, like, I don't want to feel this way anymore about me. I certainly don't want other women to feel this way about themselves. And I think I can use boudoir as that tool or as one tool to help women feel better about themselves. So that's how it all kind of like merged into more of a celebratory self-love goodness sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, it, that's amazing. And I think it's really cool to see, um, you know, small businesses really transform and figure out how they can be the best version of themselves, so to speak. Um, yeah, that's amazing. Um, so prior to this, had you ever sat for a, a boudoir shoot yourself? Yeah, so um, I had booked my own session for my wedding um, prior to this with a great photographer out of Waukesha. And I, so I knew like how scary and intimidating it can be. And I was even shooting with someone who I knew because I had done makeup for her studio. Mm -hmm. And I was still very intimidated and nervous. Um, so I know what that feels like to be on the other side of the camera and lay out all your body insecurities to someone else and hope and pray that they don't judge you for them and if you're a boudoir photographer you're not so that's very cool to be in like that safe comfortable space with someone and be like after you know 15 20 minutes you feel a lot better and you realize oh i'm not being judged nobody cares that i have stretch marks or scars or extra whatever like no one cares and that is like this big weight you can just feel it like lift off your shoulders when you have that realization um and and yeah it was it was a great experience and i've done several since i just did one like two weeks ago and yeah i i had never thought you know five ten years ago that i would be the kind of person who would be on the other side of a camera also like in lingerie like that was not something I thought I could ever do um and it's been I'm like very proud of myself that I can do that now yeah that's amazing I mean that just sounds so empowering to have your full body on display and to have somebody there who's just saying wow you have a you have a body and it's a it's a good body like mm -hmm. what you're working with is is amazing um, mm -hmm. I love that. And I, I wish that there was more of an understanding about, um, yeah, doing boudoir for yourself and not necessarily for somebody else. Um, so I'm, I'm curious, um, a lot of clients that are coming into you, are they coming into with kind of that, um, preconceived notion about what boudoir is? 
It's kind of like a 50-50. I think a lot of the people who do reach out to me have been following me for a while, so they kind of get my, they get where I'm coming from. Um, I do get a lot of like bridal inquiries, which I love. I love doing bridal boudoir, and it is always like, oh, I'm getting married. I want to do this as a gift, and I'm like, that's amazing. What I like to tell them is that the gift is just like the cherry on top. That's great. Like you're partner's going to love it. How could they not? But what I care about is your photographer is you. So tell me about you. Let's, let's talk on the phone and I can learn about your goals, your visions. There's a pre-shoot questionnaire they get that's focused on them and whatever your partner gets, that's just the bonus. Even when they're sitting and looking at their photos, I've had some people say, well, I know that my partner would really like this photo because, you know, oh, it's of my butt or whatever. And I say, what do you want? Mm-hmm. I, he, he or she is not going to care <laughs> what pictures are in the book. I can pretty much guarantee they're going to be ecstatic about whatever they get. So what do you like? What do you want? Because again, I think boudoir can be a tool. And so when you are having a bad body image day, what photos do you need to look at in order to remember, oh, I'm a boss. Oh, I do have a good body. My body is a good body. Look at everything it's done for me. Look at all I've accomplished with it. I need my clients to pick photos that are gonna serve as that reminder. I really don't care if your spouse is like a butt or a boo person. Like, if that's important to you, sure, we could throw some of those in. But is it important to you? Because I want my clients to get the photos that are most important to them. So once we have that conversation, even if my clients do walk in with a preconceived notion that this is strictly a gift, by the end, um, it has become more of an empowering session for them specifically, which is my goal. Yeah, that's amazing. And yeah, I think that even if you are going in for a gift, like your partner wants to see what you feel are the best parts of you. Like, I love that. Love that explanation. Yes. Like, you know, we always say like confidence is sexy and like, it's hard to get to a, to a place of confidence, but if you feel good about yourself, you know, if you have a photo where it's like, of course I have fat rolls and I have cellulite and, but like, God damn, look at how fucking good I look. Like, it doesn't matter. Your partner's not going to see that. They're going to see you and how radiant and beautiful and sexy and powerful you are. Mm-hmm. I think that's really important. Um, so I imagine you have a lot of folks coming into you who are kind of like shy and unsure at first. How do you how do you help these folks feel more comfortable in their own skin? Literally. <laughs> Yeah, great question, because guess what? Almost all of them walk into my studio nervous. Mm -hmm. First, I want to say that's a completely normal feeling, because odds are you're doing this for the first time. And that feeling of like anxiety and nervousness, that's just your brain's way of protecting you. Your brain is like, we've never done this before. We are uh, breaking all of the rules by doing this kind of like, uh, we're going to have our body on display. That's not a thing we're supposed to be doing because of of X, Y, and Z and blah, 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 blah. So your body's just trying to protect you. Mm -hmm. So very normal to feel nervous. And when you, when they come in for their session, the first thing we've got music going, I've got a great hype playlist that I have going. Music is very helpful. 
Um, my energy is normally pretty high. I ask them how they're feeling. I assure them that their feelings are very valid and normal. Um, and then we take a look at everything that they've brought. They get to stay in their comfy clothes for a while. We do hair and makeup. Um, either myself is providing hair and makeup or I have two fantastic artists that I work with. And we just talk for the first like hour, hour and a half. They're getting their hair and makeup done and we're just talking. Um, and we get to know each other. I get to hear all about their dogs or their kids or what they do for work. And at this point then, when it is finally time to wear that first outfit, uh, we all feel like we know each other and it's a lot less scary then. Um, and I always start with the outfit that is, I typically always start with the outfit that is uh, the most conservative, showing the least amount of skin because that's less scary to get into than me being like, all right, first outfit, wear nothing. <laughs> like <laughs> We can build to that point if my client wants to, but I would not ever start someone there. Um, and then when they do come out in their first outfit, you better believe I am hyping them up. I complimented, genuine compliments too. Like I will specifically pick out the things that I'm like, that's gorgeous. Um, and then we, we go over the ground rules of the shoot, which I think is really, really important too for helping with that nervous feeling. I let my clients know they're in full control of the session. So if I suggest a pose and they don't want to do it, we're not going to do it. Um, if I have them in a pose and it becomes too uncomfortable to hold, they don't have to hold it anymore. If they need a water break, we take a water break. If they need five minutes to just breathe and decompress, we take a five minute break. Like I am the one who is photographing them, but they are in full control over what is going to happen during that session. And I, I'd like to think that hearing that helps bring those nerves down too, because it's a way to practice body autonomy and i think that that helps people feel more comfortable in their skin as well and then of course through the whole shoot i'm showing them images on the back of the camera i am just cheering them on the whole time and it doesn't take very long at all for people to suddenly feel very comfortable in their skin and kind of forget that they're in lingerie or less um yeah and i it's very cool to watch people come in like very nervous and shy and then all of a sudden just a mere two hours later they're like rocking it in front of the camera they don't care if their nipples are out they don't care if their butt is showing like they're ready to just take all the pictures and that is very very cool to see yeah I love that and I imagine that's such like an amazing transformation and I feel like that would give me so much like energy and and like just like yeah fuck yeah <laughs> It's very, very rewarding. The reveals, so I show images to my clients the same day as their session. We take a little break and then they get to come back and look at everything. And the reveals, I think are, that those are my favorite parts. Like the sessions are great, I love them. But the reveal where my client gets to see themselves, oh, it's just the bee's knees. It is the best thing ever because they always like more photos than they think. They end up liking photos of parts of their body that they told me at the start they didn't feel comfortable about. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've had a client on their pre-shoot questionnaire tell me, like, I'm insecure about my stomach. And then what do they do? They buy an image of their stomach and they put it in the album. And I'm like, that right there is why we do this. Can you believe yes. it? Like, this is amazing. You told me you didn't like this and you're taking home an image of it. How freaking cool is that? 
Oh, I love that. I think I think I would probably be brought to tears like every single time because I'm already like, oh God. <laughs> there are plenty of tissues at the studio for that exact reason. <laughs> I love that though. I mean, that just makes me so, so happy just in in because you know, when we when we look in the mirror and when we look down, and I feel like stomachs are a pretty big issue for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. You know, it shouldn't be that way because we all have different bodies and we carry weight differently. And also, like, it just doesn't matter. Um, but society tells us that it does. So mm -hmm. we, we look at ourselves with a certain lens, so to speak. Um, no pun intended. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so when you can capture an angle where it's like, hell yeah, I have a belly and look at how soft and supple and feminine it is. Or, mm -hmm. you know, look at how fucking like rock hard this one muscle is or whatever. It's just so empowering. And so I love that. Yeah, um, it feels really good. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure. Um, so what do you do as far as like editing for photos? Yeah, this is a great question as well, especially because it is such a... Mm, every photographer is feels differently about this. Um, and I have actually struggled with this myself. So what I do is a little bit of skin smoothing. Um, and then I run, I will remove anything that is not a permanent part of your body. So if it's not going to be on your body in 10 days, I'm going to take it off. So if your dog scratches you before you come for your session or you have an early breakout or whatever it may be, right? It's always, our bodies are always changing and looking different. I will remove that for you. Um, I do tend to leave scars unless my client specifically asks for me to remove them and I will respect that. Um, but I don't do any liquefying. I'm not gonna make you look smaller than you are. I'm not gonna make anything bigger than it is, um, et cetera, et cetera. And then a dodging and burning, which is just bringing up like highlights and shadows a little bit more. So that's all I do. And I find that that's, I, I like where I'm at right now, but even sometimes I wonder, like, should I just be showing, like, should I do any editing? Should I not do any editing? Or like, you know, where's the line? And I think every photographer has to figure that out for themselves and figure out what's best for their clients and whatever the end goal is, their editing should kind of fit with that. For people who are like, no, I'm making like, I really want these to look like super artistic painterly shots. You're probably going to do a lot more editing to get that style and for other people who are like no I want this to my sessions to be super raw and emotional maybe you don't do any skin retouching or anything like that you know I don't think there's a right or a wrong way necessarily as long as the way that you're editing fits your end goal um so that's what I do like I said the little bit of skin smoothing and then uh remove anything that's not permanently a part of your body and that that's pretty much it yeah, and I I really appreciate that explanation, um, because yeah, it does it does depend so much on what you and the client are both aiming for, and mm -hmm. I think that you know with your with your business model, it makes sense to be like, you know, we we all have those days where we get like that zit, let's like right and you know in the corner of our mouth or whatever, and it's, but it's not permanent, you know, where things like stretch marks and and you know are scars whatever they may be like those are things that are permanent and they're part of us and they they tell a story right and, and like even if you know if you get that acne breakout or whatever that's fine too your body's gonna do that like skin has texture it happens I just again I find that 
it's best for me and my clients to remove stuff like that. Um, like one thing, and I don't, I don't even have a right answer for this, but like one thing that lately I've been really struggling with is removing like spots um, from, from butts. So butts have spots on them sometimes, not everybody's butt, but a lot of butts. I've seen a lot of butts. Okay. <laughs> and about oh, quite a few of them have little marks or acne scars or spots or whatever. And these are often more permanent. It's not like a zit where it just goes away, like it's a permanent part. And I typically Photoshop them out. My clients ask me to, and I, I just do. Um, and I've been thinking like, well, maybe the reason my clients are asking me to Photoshop it out is because they don't ever see any pictures of the spots. But the reason they don't see any pictures of the spots is because I'm Photoshopping them out. And it's like this cycle where I'm like, I don't know. I don't know what to do. Like, do I leave the spots? Do I take the spots out? Like, if you have spots on your butt, I want you to know it's totally normal. A lot of people do. Completely fine. And maybe I just need to start doing self-portraits because I have little spots on my booty. Maybe that's the solution to that is I start doing more Twishy Tuesday shots. That's my butt with no spot removal. That way people see oh, this is a normal thing. Because that's the thing when you're a photographer. If you're always editing something out, of course, people who are not photographers are going to think that's how a body looks naturally. And that's not always the case, as we know from, you know, countless fashion advertisements and, and such and such. Like, we know that that's not real. And I think as photographers, we, especially boudoir photographers, maybe we owe some of that to our clients. We, you know, I don't know. It's, it's a weird place to be in. Yeah, thank you for for that honesty though. And yeah, I am I am part of the the butt acne club. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um and I I do appreciate. So I feel like I have kind of curated my social media so that way I follow accounts that show real unedited bodies, you know, or minimally edited. Um and that has been really empowering for me um because it's like We've all got shit going on, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I know, so for myself, when I take images, I'm like, if my butt has a spot, it has a spot. Like that just that just is what it is, and I leave it. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really an interesting place to be in, and I imagine it's even more so for you, being somebody who does create these images and being a part of like what we view as normal. Yeah, it's it's strange, kind of as this like content creator to, I don't you know, have some say over how people are viewing bodies. Um, and so, yeah, maybe maybe the solution there is just on my Instagram, you're going to see more of my butt. Who knows? Unedited. I'm not mad about it. Come into the feed soon. <laughs> I love this. I'm not mad about it. I don't think any of my listeners are going to be mad about it. Like, yes, all the butts. Yeah. Um, I'm curious, though. Uh, so I know Instagram is, like, notoriously, like, always trying to to make things less sexy for certain people um so i'm curious have you encountered any issues with your accounts have any of your images been flagged or removed or anything oh you betcha i have <laughs> gotten flagged so many times i've been shadow banned more times than i can remember at this point and what stinks about a shadow ban is that you don't know they don't tell you that you've been shadow banned and they don't tell you when the shadow ban has been like reversed. So you're just living in no man's land, hoping one day more than six people are going to see your picture again. Um, I have had a lot of photos flagged. I've had a lot of photos taken down. 
Um, I now kind of know what I need, to, what I'm allowed to post, quote unquote. Um, and I have actually feel, I feel like I've had more issues with um, plus size bodies, larger bodies getting removed than smaller bodies, which sucks. Um, fat phobia is rampant on Instagram. Uh, TikTok is even worse. TikTok is the worst. I cannot post any boudoir work anymore on my TikTok because every single video gets flagged and taken down. And on Instagram, yeah, if I, if I post someone with a larger body um, and they're like topless or like doing a hand bra or something, like again, I no nipples showing, but I can pretty much guarantee it's gonna get taken down. Um, so unfortunately, I don't post any like of my nude or topless work anymore. Every now and then I'll try to sneak one in and nine times out of 10 it gets flagged and taken down. I So it, it's unfortunate because I have people ask me like, oh, well, do you shoot nudes? Are you comfortable with nudes? And I'm like, yes, I'm so comfortable with it, but I'm sorry that you don't see any of that work on my social because I can't put it there. I'd rather have a feed full of, you know, people in lingerie than no feed at all. And that stinks. But if you want to see the work I do that is of nude people, go to my website because it's all there. <laughs> so yes, it's, it's a tricky, it's a tricky line, you know, I, on one hand, well, Instagram's a free platform. So you have to play by their rules. But on the other, what if their rules are stupid and I don't want to? <laughs> <laughs> oh, the struggle of every sex worker. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, it's uh, really like they're sometimes they take a step forward and then they take two steps back. And it's like, it's just easier at this point to post stuff where nothing is showing that they don't want showing than try to fight the system. And that blows. <laughs> yeah. And it's hard too. It's hard too, because sometimes like you are abiding by all the rules. You're like, I'm completely yes. clothed. And they're like, we see too much butt cheek. <laughs> yes. This is why I can't get away with it on TikTok anymore. They flag all of my, I, I don't post like nudes anymore on there. Even with the sensor bar. I'm like, oh, that's not worth it. I'll give them what they want. I'll post women in lingerie. Nope. That all gets flagged. And I'm shocked because I'm like, if they're as covered as they are in a swimsuit. And I see people in swimsuits all the time on my yeah. feed. Like, so many bikini bodies. I actually see a lot of people in lingerie too. So it's like I I got flagged one too many times in the beginning while I was figuring out what I can and can't get away with that now uh, just any video that even shows a teeny tiny amount of skin, the bots are like, you're done, you're done. And then every time I get hit with one of those, I feel like it just makes my situation even worse. So unfortunately, if you follow me on TikTok, you're not really gonna see any boudoir work anymore. And that I, it just is what it is. <laughs> it well, sucks. We will most definitely be sharing your website. Um, yeah, thank you. Yes, your work is so beautiful. And, <laughs> and I think we all need to see it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> so a lot of, I'm sure there are a lot of people who are curious about doing a boudoir shoot um, and want to do one, but have, not been ready to um, pull the trigger, so to speak. What yeah. advice do you have for these folks? So I like to tell people when you're thinking about doing a boudoir shoot, um, step number one, you need to find a studio and a photographer that you jam with. Because even if you find like a website of work and you're like, wow, that work is gorgeous. If you and that photographer are not going to click, you are not going to have a good experience. And that has 
that can have some really detrimental uh, outcomings like later on. Like if you don't have a good time during your boudoir shoot, that can really mess up your body image even more. So make sure you are down with the photographer. If that means setting up a phone consultation, that's what I do with all of my clients. We're going to talk on the phone because if you don't like me, you need to know that. Um, or at least reading the content on their website. Follow them on social media. Get to know their voice. Get to know who they are as a person and decide if you like them. And then once you like them and you're like, yes, I want to do this. Um, yeah, just talk with them, email back and forth, talk on the phone, uh, get to know each other a little bit. I would say they should probably have some kind of questionnaire for you to fill out so that they can get to know you and create a session for you. Um, and then if you want, again, every studio is a little bit different. If you're really, really nervous, I would say bring a friend with, um, I allow a guest to come with any photographer. I know some studios do not allow that. Uh, personally, I think it's weird to tell someone like, yeah, please come to my studio and get half naked, but you have to come alone. <laughs> you must be alone. <laughs> I, I don't know, just as a woman, that kind of rubs me the wrong way a little bit. Um, but again, every photographer has to make their own studio rules. I'm sure there's a reason they have that rule. But for me personally, I would say bring a friend, someone who's going to hype you up, someone who's going to make you feel good. Um, go shopping for lingerie that, again, makes you feel good, comfortable. Um, you don't have to wear anything that is, like, way extreme outside of your comfort zone if you do not want to. And understand that, again, you should be in full control of your session. So you should never, ever be doing something that you do not want to do. So if your photographer is like, hey, okay, it's time to get naked. And you're like, no, then that's it. That that should be it. So, and again, that would some, that should be something that you talk about with your photographer probably before the shoot. Um, and I think it's important to understand as well, before you book a boudoir shoot, if you're nervous about it, which again, almost everybody is, understand that this will not solve all of your body image problems. <laughs> I Oh, you know how wealthy I would be if that was the case? I would sell that in a bottle. Like, I would be great. But it's just, it's not like a magic wand that's just going to go, boop, you love yourself now. Understand that boudoir is one of many tools you should be implementing in your life that will help you build that and grow as a person. Um, so... It's unfortunately, yeah, not a magic wand, but it is one thing you can do along with whatever else it may be that makes you feel good. Maybe affirmations, maybe therapy, maybe et cetera, et cetera, working out. I don't know, whatever it may be. Um, you know, boudoir is just one element of a whole tool chest you should have to, to work on that body image. Um, so that's, yeah, that's probably what I would tell people before they're ready to like jump right in. Another great thing too is like limited edition sessions or mini sessions or something like that. If you're like, oh, I don't know, a whole hour and a half of like being in laundry sounds very scary. Just dip, dip a little toe in the water. Do like a smaller session, maybe a mini or a limited edition session um, and, just, and just try it. Those are normally a much shorter length or go with a friend if you know someone who's like, gonna book a session um and they're cool with it it i think it helps to go beforehand and see what a session looks like um or if the studio that you're interested in is having an open house go check it out go meet them in person go check out the studio 
Um, all of this is a great way to get to know the place that you're about to book before, you know, committing a lot of time and money to that studio. So go check out the place in person, maybe tag along on a shoot if you can, hang out on that photographer's social media, set up a phone consultation. Those should all be things that kind of help get you in the right uh, frame of mind. Yeah, thank you. Thank you for all of that. That's so helpful. And I I am a part of that group where I've wanted to book a boudoir session for years. Um, and for me, it's more been about like the the time commitment. And also, you know, I now that I've started my own business in the middle of a pandemic, it's like I have no money. <laughs> uh, but someday, someday I'm going to. It's on my bucket list. Yay! Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, so... A lot of us, including myself, are like amateur models. Um, you know, like I said, I take pictures of my butt. I love my body. I, um, I jokingly always say, like, I want to have a full wall full of pictures of myself because I am. I, I think we all need to love ourselves a little bit more. Um, so I'm curious. Do you have any um, hot tips on like taking a sexy selfie? Oh, I do. Um, so I would say first put on a good playlist music that makes you feel hot you're gonna want that going in the background uh second think about angles when you're shooting like if something can bend bend it that's always kind of my my go-to we want to make triangles when we can and then we want to emphasize curves when we can so arms are almost always bent in some way shape or form knees are almost always bent in one way or another um if you're taking a booty shot put that camera that you got set up take your phone and i want you to put it at a lower level and angle it up towards your butt don't take it like straight on you're going to like the result a lot better if it's a little bit lower than you and angled up um and then the other, the other tip that I learned actually during the pandemic is to take a video of yourself. Stop doing the timer thing where you set your phone to 10 seconds and then you run and try to pose and then you run back. You will get exhausted. I have been there. It is a workout. So just set your phone up, hit record. And then once you've you know been doing poses for five, 10 minutes, watch the video. And when you see a pose that you like, you're going to screenshot it. Um, and you're going to like that's going to just be so much easier than running back and forth uh, with the camera. So yeah, bend something if you can bend it. Think about making a, like emphasizing your curves more. So you're going to be pushing your weight probably a lot onto your hips, um, pushing your chest forward, stuff like that. And then yeah, don't don't do the timer thing on your phone. You'll be so tired. No one feels super hot when they're sweating and exhausted. <laughs> Like, oh, yes. you're going to be too, you're going to be too tired to do the things that you hope the selfie will result in. I can tell you that. <laughs> yes, I've been there. Um, actually, a game changer for me has been I got a little uh, Bluetooth shutter button. And perfect. That I, oh my gosh, I can't even, I can't even like begin to describe how much of a difference it makes. <laughs> yeah, I shoot on a Canon and there's an app. Uh, that you can get on your phone that will show you what the back of your camera looks like while you're shooting. So I used to set my camera up and do the running back and forth. And now I just hold my phone in front of me and I'm like, yep, that looks good. And I can click the shutter right from my phone and mm. click the three second timer right from my phone and then chuck my phone out of the shot and get a picture of me that I like. I'm like, this is so much better. <laughs> oh, I love, technology is wonderful sometimes. Yes. <laughs> 
Well, Alicia, it's been so great talking to you. And um, I want to give you an opportunity to tell us where we can find you and where we can support you. Thank you. Yeah. So I am buxomboudoir.com online. That's B-U-X-O-M-B-O-U-D-O-I-R. That's how you spell me. And I'm on Instagram as well. I'm on Facebook, same name, Buxom Boudoir. I'm on TikTok, same name. But like I said, you're not going to see much of my photography work on TikTok. You're just going to see like me and my dog mostly. Um, And then uh, you can contact me through my website, Um, There's contact forms all over on there if you want to learn more or set up a shoot. And then on Facebook, I also have a private Facebook group for women and non-binary folks. That's called Buxom Babes, and you can join that. And we do a lot of talk about self-love, body positivity, body love, um, all kinds of good stuff, as well as boudoir. So even if you're like, well, boudoir maybe will not ever be for me, that's okay. You can join the Facebook group and you're going to learn and grow a lot from like everything else that we talk about. Yeah, that's awesome. Thank you. I appreciate you so much for coming on and sharing all your, all your wisdom and inspiration about, you know, body love and just, ah, I've, this has been such a good conversation for me. I'm like, I don't often get almost moved to tears, but like I was. So, uh, Well, thank you so much for having me. This was so wonderful. Uh, this was a little bit of a step outside of my own comfort zone. So thank you for making this a very, very enjoyable experience. Oh, I'm so glad. I'm so glad. Thanks, Alicia. Thank you for listening to Empowered Authenticity, the podcast. Please make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like more content from Empowered Authenticity, make sure to follow on Instagram at empowered underscore authenticity. We'll see you next week. What if our most intimate items were made as beautiful as the ones we displayed with the most pride? Lilo has established a heritage based on quality, on unexpected innovation, and on being entirely different from everything and everyone else. Lilo is driven by an insatiable curiosity. That's what makes them unique, different, and uniquely different. Their uniqueness is rooted in a design-led approach to all products. This means they can offer their customers new sensations before they even know they want them. Lilo does everything they can to turn your desires into reality. So I have the Lilo Sona Cruise 2, and it is my most powerful vibrator and gives me the most intense orgasms, like so intense that it's a one and done situation. And I highly recommend it if you enjoy clitoral stimulation. It sends kind of like air vibrations, and it's just really beautiful. It's fun. It is quiet. It is like a go-to if I want to have like a really good orgasm. Uh, I'm also really curious about the Lilo Soreo Wave. It's a luxurious rabbit massager and it has clitoral vibration and it also has um, like a waving movement for internal G-spot stimulation. Um, So that's definitely um, on my Christmas list. (laughs) But they have so many great products. They are all beautiful. They're all really well made, high quality. Um, I recommend Lilo to everybody. They offer a variety of beautiful, high-quality products for solo play, partners, anal play, and more. Visit the link in this week's episode description to find the Lilo product that's right for you.